0: Coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
1: Uh, my grandparents owned a diner back in the day for a period of years. Uh, my father owned a bar and restaurant for a long time, so it's kind of in my blood. Been in the business probably 25 years. I know that shows my age a little bit, but since it's radio and you can't see me, <laughs> that's a good thing. Just a quick little side bit on that. One of the things that saved Dunkin' Donuts in the Florida market was iced coffee, believe it or not. hmm You know, the kitchen has more of an appreciation for you as the manager, what what have you, as your title, if they know you understand what they're up against, what they're trying to Mm do.
2: Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown.
0: Hi. I'm Kevin Godby.
2: And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today.
0: Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete.
2: And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should.
0: We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to
2: work. On today's show, our featured guest is Jake Sener from Grumpy Gringo.
0: Grumpy Gringo has a new fast casual location in downtown St. Pete that is cranking out super delicious tacos, burritos, and more.
2: And we start the show off with Abby's amazing recipe for steak and potato salad with gochujang vinaigrette. We We have have a a great great show, show, so stick
0: around. around. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the Brass Bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious.
2: So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24 hour sous vide hanger steak, house smoked salmon, and free range chicken breast.
0: And up front, they have a cold pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one.
2: Brass Bowl Kitchen & Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl.
0: Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete, and you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com.
2: When you think of Engine Number 9, what do you typically think of, Kevin?
0: Amazing burgers.
2: Yes, very creative, very inventive, kick-ass burgers. But they also have a great New Orleans-inspired other half of the menu. Remember the gumbo I had recently?
0: Ooh, that was really good and nice and spicy. I was surprised you finished it.
2: I know. The roux is just so flavorful and delicious.
0: Besides the gumbo, they also have jambalaya, a few sriracha dishes, and the hot dogs are awesome.
2: And you can't forget the best fried pickles in town. And I am talking pickle spears.
0: Yeah, I've seen you eat those pickles for your whole meal.
2: Yeah, for my birthday once, remember? But what we're trying to say is check out Engine Number 9 for your favorite burger and so much more.
0: Yes, you will love Engine Number 9. They are in downtown St. Pete on the corner of 1st Ave North and MLK. And try the Black Flag Burger and the Chili Dog. You can thank me later. Engine, engine number nine, going down the railroad line. And we are excited to welcome back Abby Allen straight from the St. Petersburg Foodies Test Kitchen in downtown St. Petersburg <laughs> for my favorite segment of the month because we get to eat like really awesome food that Abby cooks for us and Roland Oats provides to us because they are the sponsor yes. of the St. Petersburg Foodies Monthly Recipe created by Abby Allen. Welcome Abby and her fiance, Mike. Hello. 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 That food was amazing as usual. I mean, I'm always going to expect it to be amazing (laughs) because you're so good, but I'm still going, wow.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it was delicious. And it's such a simple recipe too, just using quality ingredients, Mm -hmm. organic ingredients, as you know, from Rolling Oats. So the recipe itself is... Well,
2: it's steak and potato salad.
3: Steak and potato salad with gochujang vinaigrette. As
0: soon as I heard gochujang, I'm like... Well, first I heard steak, then I heard gochujang, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, okay. But the funny thing is, when you just texted me, you know, steak and potato salad, I thought, like, I was thinking potato I'm like, wow, I'm just making potato the salad. Steak and potato mm-hmm, salad. Mm-hmm. And then
2: I said, no, honey, this has to be, like, no, a steak it's a,
0: salad. It's, like, it's a steak salad that has some really yummy potatoes in it. Exactly. And a
2: delicious vinaigrette.
3: And delicious yes. vinaigrette, yes, it's really simple, it's great for dinner, and it's great uh, in the fridge and the next day for lunch, which is, mm-hmm. you know, so
2: hot or cold, it's it's a really easy, awesome dish. Yeah, yeah. We, we ate it cold today, and mm-hmm. it was great cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: the steak was delicious, too. Yeah, and
2: you said you used a strip steak, New York strip? Yes,
3: grass-fed New York strip, or strip steak, excuse me, mm-hmm. from Rollin' Notes, of course. And how did you do the steak? So today I actually did the steak sous vide. Nice. Mm-hmm. always do the steak sous vide, um, but don't worry if you don't have a sous vide, you don't cook by a sous vide, no worries. I will provide instructions on how to prepare the steak both ways, just in a cast iron pan and also mm-hmm. um, with the sous vide. So, yeah. And they both work great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And There's, you're still doing
0: a sear after the sous vide. Yes, anyway.
3: absolutely a good sear. And um, we've been searing with ghee as of lately in our cast iron. Adds a little more flavor right. and it's got a higher smoke point. So yeah, just mm-hmm. an hour at 129 degrees Fahrenheit, pull it out, dry it off, salt, and sear it both sides for like 30 seconds, and right. that's it. Right, yep. And then what other ingredients were in the salad? So then the potatoes, the mm-hmm. potatoes which you just throw in a pot of boiling water for like seven to eight minutes they to were, fork tender.
0: They were the little like-
3: Little baby potatoes. Pinball size, maybe? Yeah. If
0: anybody knows what a pinball is Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> I think um, about golf balls. Yeah. The Do they have a particular name for that potato? Um, Not that I know. I mean, a lot of times they're just baby potatoes or just, yeah. And there's, at Rollin' Oats, I think they have like three different varietals. And I just picked the uh, the brightest colors. These ones had purple, red, and white potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I cut them in half and you just boil them for like seven to eight minutes, pull them out. I strain them and I always rinse them in cold water just mm-hmm. to stop the cooking process. Mm-hmm. The dressing is very simple. It's just a few... Actually, I think there's like five tablespoons of gochujang, which, of course, you can get at Rollin' Oats. We should tell
2: everybody what gochujang
3: is. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: we were first introduced to it just last year when we decided to do one of the recipes in Bon Appetit magazine. Of course. I think they actually had an issue that was focused on Korean stuff. Mm -hmm. So gochujang is Korean Mm -hmm. in origin. It's a red chili paste that also contains glutinous rice, fermented soybeans, salt and sometimes sweeteners. I'm reading this off of uh, (laughs) kitchen.com. Take the the vowels out to get the right spelling on that. (laughs) It's a thick sticky condiment that's spicy and very concentrated and pungent in flavor. Heat levels can vary between brands, so check the packaging to see if it's labeled with any kind of spice level indicator. It's thick like miso paste, so a little goes a long way. You're usually going to add some liquid to water it down. When you buy it, the amount, the, it comes in a little tub, usually. Well, yes. We
2: got ours at an Asian market, and that mm-hmm. was the only way they, they and yeah. I think that's really one of the only places you can get it. Did, did they have it at Rollin' mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Yes. Okay. Nice. okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Is it in a smaller container? Yeah. Because ours is like this big. No,
3: it's in like a little jar. I think it was like maybe five or six bucks, It's okay. just in a little jar, and it's like, you know, the jang it's equal parts spicy, sweet, kind of sour from mm-hmm. the fermentation, and... It's yeah. good. And All since right. since, yeah. since
0: it's so spicy, like the tub that it comes in, the amount you're buying for like that you're gonna use in the recipe, you're using like like one one hundredth of what's in the tub, right, so absolutely. it's kind of like a lot that you have to buy at once. But the good news is, you put it in the fridge, and it has a very long shelf
2: life. Yes, right. absolutely. Well, and if they go buy it at Rolling Oats, they don't have to buy the tub. Exactly. Ours is like the size of a country crock margarine yeah. yeah. tub. Yeah, <laughs> if uh, what, you want what, to imagine. What's the size
3: they have at Rolling Oats? So what? What's the name of it? No, no the, the, si- the is size is little. Oh, it's little. little. It's just in, like in a little jar. Oh. Oh. it's, it's probably good.
1: four ounces or something. Yeah,
3: they have I think a couple of different brands. There's one that um, just has like cocoa. Aminos and such in it So it makes it like Gluten free and such And then there's another kind I think it's mother-in-laws Gochujang Mm -hmm. Um, So they have a couple Of different variations Cool Yep Very versatile You can marinate meat in it But this we did the vinaigrette With apple cider vinegar Some lemon juice Olive oil A little bit of salt I added a little bit of soy too Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just stir that up And then when the potatoes are done Throw the potatoes in Toss it around and then you just kind of assemble, and then you're left with the sauce in the bottom, and you just drizzle it mm-hmm. over at the top when it's done. And the other ingredients you used in there, you had some radishes. Yes, radishes, um, onion. onions. Onions, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, red f- onion. Yes, red onion. Mm-hmm. And finished with some chives, and then the greens. I was going to use arugula, but we just talked about there's an arugula shortage. Mm-hmm. And what's that due to again, Kevin?
0: Basically because of bad weather, uh, extra cold and wet weather uh, in the areas where it's mostly grown, and then there was also that that then led to some kind of mold fungus, mildew, 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 mildew issues issue.
2: on the arugula so now we have a national arugula shortage so in lieu of that you in use, lieu of that i used uh it's
3: organic girl brand and i can i've only been able to find it at Rollin' oats mm-hmm. it's it's called i, th- I believe it's pronounced mache rosette mm-hmm. i believe mm-hmm. And it's this, like, kind of nutty, peppery, kind of has the same... kind of like a microgreen. It's really yeah. tiny, but it's it's uh, spry. Yes, yes. And they're in little clumps, kind of look like little bunches yes, of, yeah. you know, greens. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> absolutely. So, and that worked out well.
2: Very as a substitute. tasty.
0: It presented really well. It mm-hmm. did.
2: Tasty, healthy. Get your apple cider, apple cider vinegar in. Yep. Yeah. I absolutely.
0: think this is one of my favorite recipes. Yes. My, my favorite, though, is the the ramen oh, that you had a few months ago. Oh, the bone broth ramen, yes. And so... I tried dis-
2: to get him to make that with me for I can't tell you, long He's like, really, we're going to do that for twenty four hours.
3: <laughs> I saw that one guy has made it a couple of times. Oh, oh, yes. I'm very excited. Yeah, Steve,
2: Steve
0: Capen. I don't know if he listens, but if you listen, Steve, you just heard your name, Steve Capen. <laughs> he has done it a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. cool. So this recipe, along with several others that Abby has created, you can find on SaintPetersburgFoodies.com. And did we remember to mention rolling oats? We did. We did. I Several know. times. Well, I we can know. mention <laughs> him again. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> Abby and Mike, thank you very much. Yes, thank thank you. you. You guys are heading out. Lori's heading out too. And coming up next is me with Jake Senior from Grumpy Gringo. We will be right back.
2: St. Pete is all about local. And this year, we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Burt Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning Rollin' Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town and on the flip side of that, They also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' has a cafe open daily which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' today.
0: Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North MacDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollin'oats.com
2: That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com
0: Brrrr! It's a little chilly out there lately. Well, that's the perfect time for soup. But not just any soup. Ramen is the ultimate chili day comfort food. And Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth. And the hearty proteins are just mushrooms vegetarians. I'll have you saying, Ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O, m. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete.
2: Do ya, Booyah?
0: Please welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast the operator of Grumpy Gringo, Jake Siener. Welcome, Jake. Thanks for having me, Kevin. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. And I just want to mention that Lori is tied up and gagged in the back, so you won't hear her today. Not really. She she had some personal stuff she had to skip off to, so it's just the two of us.
1: Okay. I'm sure we can make it work.
0: Yeah. So before we get into Grumpy Gringo, just from some conversations I've had with you, it seems like you have a lot Of experience in the restaurant business?
1: I do. Uh, Going back, give you a brief rundown. Going back, I'm from upstate New York near Woodstock, which I'm sure you've probably heard Mm -hmm. of. Everybody has. Uh, My grandparents owned a diner back in the day for a period of years. Uh, My father owned a bar and restaurant for a long time. So it's kind of in my blood and I've I've always liked it. I like associating with with people and, and being around different atmospheres and things of that nature. So I've always been attracted to the restaurant hospitality industry. As I kind of grew out of upstate New York and moved down south a little bit over the years, went to culinary school in Virginia to try to broaden my knowledge a little bit as I wasn't really a very good cook, to say the least. Although I like to cook, you wouldn't want to eat half of the stuff I made. So I tried to improve on that a little bit. As I got further south, uh, North Carolina started one of my first jobs with Boston Market way back in the day as an assistant manager. Mm-hmm. Eventually grew to a general manager, training manager, and held titles from district, ma- district manager to regional manager, eventually moving to Florida with Boston Market. And a couple of other, I retired from the corporate world about three years ago. I uh, got tired of the travel and the corporate grind and, and such. And um, so that's what brought me down to Tampa. I enjoy it down here. Wouldn't want to move for anything. It's great. You know, the water, the view, except for where I am right now, that's scare scaring me a little bit, but <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>
0: Yes, you don't like heights, and we're uh, up a little bit with big windows looking out.
1: Yes, we are. So. so I genuinely don't like
0: heights, okay? So I won't mention it again, and we'll stop thinking about it. All right, sounds <laughs> good.
1: So that's a, that's a little bit of background on me. been in a business probably 25 years. I know that shows my age a little bit, but since it's radio and you can't see me, uh-huh. that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and I think you also mentioned that at one point you managed the uh, Dunkin' Donuts location on 4th Street.
1: Yep, that was a stop of mine for a while back, oh, probably about eight years ago.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to mention, because uh, Lori lives uh, like a block away from there, and when we take walks, we walk past it all the time, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dunkin' is an exciting brand. You know, they changed their name from Dunkin' Donuts to just plain Dunkin' now.
0: Oh, right, okay.
1: Yep, so, and just a quick little side bit on that. One of the things that saved Dunkin' Donuts in the Florida market was iced coffee, believe it or not. hmm yeah. That, yep, that's the that thing makes that really, sense. yep, that saved it in the state of Florida. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened yeah, to Dunkin'. Darn hot, man.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I can relate to that. How did you decide originally to go to school in Virginia?
1: Well, I'd always been more of the facilitator, the manager, um, giving direction and such, and I, I didn't take that much of a liking to the actual preparation of products, what went into them. And I also wanted to understand food costs better. So I could have a real understanding of putting a menu together and having you know the the knowledge from the baseline all the way to the top so and i I thought it would be interesting like i said i do like to cook very basic things but culinary school really kind of turned me on to doing different things things i didn't think i was capable capable of and it turned out to be pretty good i really enjoy it so to this day i still cook a lot better than i used to so turned out well
0: yeah i mean I'm, i'm not a chef by any means i can certainly cook and there's some things that i could maybe impress some people with but I'm definitely not a chef, but I love watching the, the, the shows, all kinds of cooking shows, and learning. I'm still, I learn stuff every day. So I probably understand a lot more in theory than in practice. Right. But, but it's good if you're going to be managing, you know, to know that stuff.
1: And then, the, you know, the kitchen has a more of an appreciation for you as the manager, what, what have you is your title. If they know you understand what they're up against, what they're trying to mm-hmm. do you know, the challenges that lay ahead of them and things like that. So I just thought it was important to always be able to put myself in somebody else's shoes. So I didn't ask them to do something that I, you know, is unreasonable to do and that always made it a much more comfortable situation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've said this before on other podcasts that in my career, anytime I was in charge of somebody or I was a boss to somebody, I never asked anybody to do something that I couldn't do myself or hadn't done myself or, or didn't understand.
1: Yeah, I think that exactly. just gives them a little more buy-in. And I always call it getting, just some people like compliance. I like commitment. Uh, you know, somebody's committed to something. So the more you can relate to them and let them know that you're behind them, it's more of a commitment. Anybody can get compliance. Mm-hmm. I like commitment. I think that's important. Yeah.
0: One of the things I like when I come into Grumpy Gringo is you can tell that everybody is eager to please. You can tell that they're motivated. They have good energy. And we'll get into the food in a little bit, but I do love that food.
1: Yeah, they got a good product, that's for sure. I'm very excited about that moving forward in the future, see what it holds for grumpy gringo.
0: Mm-hmm. So a little more personal stuff. Are you, are you married, single?
1: Uh, I'm single, divorced. I uh, have one child. She is, get ready for this, 40 years old. I have two <laughs> grandsons. So once again, my age is kind of popping out there, but it's you, all you don't,
0: good. You don't look that old. You must have started early.
1: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. So I guess we'll just leave that one at that. <laughs> But it's all good. Love my daughter. She's actually down here visiting right now, her and her little doggie, Franny, uh, which I've come to kind of, she's grown on me a little bit, so I hate to see her go. I think they're leaving this weekend, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So, where, where does she live? She lives in New York as well. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Most of my family, except for my brother, still live in upstate New York. My brother lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Do you get back to visit at all? Uh, at least once or twice a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I prefer to go back when it's warm. Yeah, totally. Not when it, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the winter time. I've
0: gone back a couple times in the winter. Bad move.
3: I'm freezing my
0: nuts off! Right. You eventually ended up in the Tampa Bay area. That was a result of a corporate move?
1: Yeah, that was Boston Market. I was doing... uh you know, according to them and everybody doing a good job, I'd always told them if an opportunity presented itself, I'd love to move to Florida. I right. had a boat and uh, I just thought it'd be really nice to move to Florida and have the warm weather. I've always been intrigued. i visited plenty of times. So eventually, I think it was probably two or three years into my stint at, in um, Raleigh that they approached me, and said, hey, we have an opening down in, in Tampa area. I said, I'm all in. So they paid for the move, they paid for nice. everything, gave me a nice little raise and here I am.
0: Yeah, that's how I got to Florida, too. That, and what year was that? That was n- 2001. 2001. Okay, yeah. N- 96, I came down from New Jersey. Same deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, if somebody's going to pay for it, you got to go for it. Right, exactly. So I was pretty, I was pretty excited about that. and it, it was definitely one of the best moves I've ever made.
0: Do, do you still have the boat? Yes, I do. And you just go boating for fun? Do you go fishing? No, just,
1: um, I don't know if I should say this, but the only thing I like to catch on my boat is a buzz. (laughs) We we can edit that out if we need to, but, you know, it's always nice just to lay on the boat. What's really kind of odd when you go out on the boat that I got to realize when I first moved here was being out on Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day on the boat, and it's 85 degrees, and you're Mm -hmm. just going, is it really Christmas? And I'm I'm floating around out off Madeira Beach or, you know, back in the day down in Tierra Verde or somewhere. Nice. Yeah, it was
0: pretty strange. Do you play golf at all? Absolutely. Awesome. So that's, you got a lot of golf opportunities around here, I guess, when you get the time.
1: But yeah, time is a little harder to come by right now. I'm hoping that we can change that in the next six months or so. Uh, golf game definitely isn't what it used to be when I had a little more control over my time. But I still like to get out and lose a few balls here and there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I like to think I have water-seeking uh Titleist, because they are, they'll find water, even if there isn't any. They'll find, <laughs> <laughs> they'll find a puddle somewhere.
0: That's funny. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After this word from our sponsors, we're going to come back and talk some more with Jake Seener and get into Grumpy Gringo's delicious Mexican food. We will be right back.
2: Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer Build-Your-Own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build-Your-Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter-creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person. So I finally tried the noodles and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter.
0: Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. I am so hungry right now, I'm going to go to Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG, because it has Tabasco honey, pork belly, and pimento cheese, and it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's Best Of list, Best Italian, Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Bloody Marys, Meatballs, and Best Salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays, and they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner.
1: We are back! We are back!
0: We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, talking with Jake Seiner. And Jake, I got to say, the way your name is spelled, S-E-N-O-R, it's kind of uh, ironic because if you put the tilde over the end, it would be Senor.
1: Well, actually, we explored the possibility of calling it Senor Tacos, but (laughs) that (laughs) name was already trademarked and taken. That is
0: definitely taken. Yes, Yes, it is. You had retired from the restaurant business, but then you came back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. Have yeah, I
1: kind happen. of uh, got tired of the corporate wind and grind. I traveled quite a bit and didn't spend a lot of time at home. Made a lot of money, but didn't have anything to do with my money. Just, it just <laughs> got real bad. Um, so I decided to take it, take off for a little while and just see what other segment of the business I might get into. And uh, through some networking, I came to meet uh, Bill, who's the primary owner mm-hmm. of both restaurants. And he talked about wanting to rebrand and possibly franchise and build additional restaurants. And I have a good background in the franchising community. Mm -hmm. So we talked and we came to an agreement that uh, we could work together and, and try to achieve those goals. And Work together and trying to come up with a a new name to rebrand both locations. One, which is on 22nd Street, Mm -hmm. and the other one, which was previously Burrito Border next to Ruby's in downtown St. Pete.
0: Right. And then the, yeah, and the other one is kind of uh, near Home Depot.
1: Correct. Right, right by Home Depot Lowe's across from, I think it's Wawa on 22nd.
0: Right. And so let's talk about the name too, because I learned from you previously that some people are taking issue with the word gringo. I am or not people but facebook for example
1: yes facebook we we our initial uh foray into facebook we had several names grumpy gringo grumpy gringo saint pete just different and they just kept kicking it back because gringo was an offensive word
0: which surprises me because and maybe i don't know maybe i'm just uneducated or something but i've never thought the i mean it's its origins were not A positive origin what I learned of the origin of the word gringo which is basically means you know white people exactly yeah is and I forget where it was it might I don't know if it was Puerto Rico or somewhere somewhere in the Caribbean or Latin America at some time in the past and I didn't look this up prior I'm just going by memory from what somebody told me the US military was there and they wear green uniforms and people were protesting saying "Green, green go Get out of here. Get
1: out of here. Go home. Leave. And then it
0: became gringo. But I mean, in my whole life, it was kind of like a joke. Years ago, uh, a Latina girlfriend and her friends are all Latina and they'd come over and I'd say, I'm a gringo. And they'd say,
1: we know. Well, similarly to that fact, being in a restaurant business, I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of folks from the Hispanic community, and they would call me Gringo all the time and laugh yeah. about it. That was just kind of a nickname. I never thought anything of it, took no offense to it, and did a little research when we decided to name, uh, rename the restaurants Grumpy Gringo, and I didn't find anything that really stood out that I thought would be detrimental to us using the name. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised, but... You know, I just think it's a catchy name. It's fun. That's what we're about, a fun place to eat. You know, we're not sticks in the mud. We want you to come in, have a good time, have good food, laugh, and get served by a group of great people.
0: Mm-hmm. The food is so delicious, and I'm going to probably say this a, lot, a whole bunch more times, but it makes me curious. It's so good. I'm wondering if there's any story on the recipes, like there's somebody's grandmother's recipes or something like that?
1: Actually, believe it or not, there is a, a very good backstory to all of our recipes, Uh, They're made with somebody that's been with us since day one, uh, years ago. Actually, with Bill since day one, about eight, nine years ago when he started. And she's originally from Mexico. And these recipes go back generation after generation after generation. So they are, we feel, the best and most authentic recipes in the area, you know, as far as we're concerned. And we get a lot of good feedback on it. So we like to think uh, Grumpy Gringo, from a food perspective, is, I hope I say this right, Nelly Segundas. I think that means second to none. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm, I don't know. Quote. Don't might have to edit that one out too. I might get ahead of myself, you know,
0: <laughs> sounds, <laughs> but, sounds right. We'll just go with it. Okay. Let's go with um, it. But we
1: do have fantastic food. That's what we're all about. I think it's most important. We have great people. That's the most important thing we have are great people, and the food is is right behind that. We have excellent food. It's like 1A for our our staff and 1B for our food.
0: Right. On our website, when we do reviews and top 10 lists, and if it's Mexican or tacos or anything like that, I always do it because I've always loved Mexican food my whole life. And Lori uh, likes it as well, but not as much as I do. So one of my tests is when I bring her along and if she loves it, then you really know it's good. And that's what happened with Grumpy Gringo. So and you, guys, you guys have tacos, burritos, bowls too, I think, right?
1: Yeah, we have bowls. We have salads. We have quesadillas, tortas, uh, taco salads. I mean, we, we have everything. We have desserts. We have flan, tres leches, just about everything that you would consider traditional Mexican food.
0: And it's a fast, casual concept. So you Absolutely. come to the counter and order, and you can see all the fresh ingredients right there. You can pick out whatever you want. You can it's right in front of you, so you can even point and say, what's that? Exactly. <laughs> if
1: you don't it, know. It, yep, it, it gives the customer, the guest, a, a chance to see exactly what's going in their food, and it's, it's all about presentation as well. I like to tell our staff that when folks come in, they're basically on stage because the guest is looking at the food, looking at them, how they're preparing it. So we take a lot of pride in presentation and the friendliness of our staff and also educating our staff to be able to explain exactly what the products are. uh, What's in the guacamole, for instance, or how do we make this? How do we make that? Mm -hmm. Is that spicy, not spicy? Uh, So it, it works out well to have the products right in front of the guest.
0: There is a ton of flavor in everything. All the meats are so well seasoned and they're so moist and juicy. They're great just as they come. Or if you want to add some hot sauce, which I like to, I love spicy. And you guys, if there's anybody listening that likes really, really spicy stuff, like more than the average person, your, I think it's the extra hot the, sauce. The
1: extra hot sauce That's will. That's serious. Yes, that will. Um, that will cause the fire department <laughs> we'll probably come out and pay you a visit. It's <laughs> it's pretty darn hot.
0: But I love it. Something I don't like is when something's labeled as hot or spicy, and I'm like, to who? To somebody who thinks ketchup is spicy, I don't know.
1: Yeah, the extra hot will definitely leave a mark.
0: Yeah, so what I like to do is I'll get a taco, for example. I'll eat the first half of it with no hot sauce so I can make sure I don't miss any of those awesome flavors. And then the second half, I'm like, okay, now it's time to light the fire.
1: Just let it go to town.
0: Yeah, and I want to recommend a couple items that I've had. You have an item called the street taco. Correct. Which, to do it just the way it comes, it's, it's a corn tortilla, steak. Onions, cilantro, and cilantro lime sauce. That is correct. And you can add extra items if you, you want.
1: You can add things to it, but it, the way it comes is a traditional street taco. That's how they, they are originally made.
0: And then there's the conchinita Pibil. Did I say it right? Conchinita Yes. Pibil. That's shredded pork. Correct. And I added that one. I decided to add jalapenos and cheese and, and try it with a soft flour tortilla.
1: And they're delicious. And they're, it's fresh jalapeno, diced every day.
0: Yeah. Oh, and the burritos... If you're really hungry, definitely get a burrito, because the burritos are huge.
1: The burrito, it's a 14-inch burrito filled with all your favorites in there, and it will definitely fill you up until dinner time, to say the least.
0: I got one for lunch, and I was going to eat half and then take the other half home. But then I ate the whole thing.
1: More power to you. I know (laughs) I can't do it.
0: Yeah, and it was the spicy shrimp taco, which, like the meats, like the shredded pork and the beef and all that, is already ready to go. But the shrimp, obviously, you want to cook that fresh so.
1: yeah we cook that fresh to order each time so it takes a few more minutes but as they say all good things are worth a wait
0: right and you guys have beer you have we have beer
1: se- we have several beers uh on tap and in the can and bottle we also have homemade sangria on tap it's it's fabulous it tastes nice. really great and uh it packs quite a little
0: punch there too i missed that when i was there so and i know Lori will want to get some so next time we're getting sangria here you are, gentlemen, a nice cold pitcher of sangria. And as you said, to give people an idea, it's, you guys are downtown where Burrito Border used to be. In the
1: old Burrito Border the, building next to Ruby's.
0: The, right. And the actual address is 17 3rd Street North, downtown St. Pete. The website is grumpy-gringo.com. Correct. And we mean gringo in a fun way. Yes, we do, of course. <laughs>
1: and additionally to our website, you can find us on Facebook, grumpy gringo dtsp and we also have instagram grumpy gringo so you can follow us along there and we will be coming out with a couple of announcements here soon one of them being the grand or the grand opening of our downtown location grumpy gringo that's going to have a lot of giveaways a lot of fun things going on and you could possibly win free tacos for a year how awesome. about that oh so i like that, it yeah that's really cool so do we
0: have a date on that yet or not yet?
1: we're working with the local chamber to see what works for them because we want to do it right ribbon cutting invite oh. the mayor out the whole nine yards and just make it a big deal we've put a lot of time and effort into this and we want to recognize our staff as well for the time and effort they put in so we, we really want to make it an event
0: okay cool so when you guys post that we'll share it
1: okay so, no sounds good we look forward to everybody coming out we'll take good care of them
0: and you also do catering, we want to mention.
1: Yes, we do catering. Grumpy will come to you. Grumpy Gringo does catering. We will cater from 10 to 1,000 folks. Uh, We set up a burrito bar, taco bar. We have different offerings. All you have to do is uh, get in touch with us. We can give you pricing, throw in some free delivery for you. That might make it easier. We do provide utensils and plates so there's no cleanup. It's a good way to go for an office party or just if you're having a little cookout in the backyard and don't feel like doing the cooking.
0: Yeah, nice. And who <laughs> you, doesn't love tacos?
1: Who doesn't love tacos? So Grumpy's always there for you. Okay, Give ta- us a call.
0: Time to plan your taco party. Absolutely. Jake Sener, thank you so much.
1: It has been my pleasure. I appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, everything was great. The view is a little scary, but overall, <laughs> I really enjoyed being here. I uh, thank you so much. You guys do a great job with St. Pete Foodies. You should be commended for All the good things you do for us folks out here trying to make the the restaurant business a, a good place in downtown.
0: Thank you. And we will be right back. This
1: is Julie Black. And Dave Eikenberger on guitar.
2: You're listening to St. Pete Foodie's Podcast, maybe in your house or your car.
0: We have three new items up on the blog. There is the recipe that we just discussed, the steak and potato salad with gochujang vinaigrette. We have an Engine Number no. 9 review, and we have a Nueva Cantina review. They've updated the menu working with Chef Jeffrey Heilman from Farm Table Cucina. So check that out. You'll find it all on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Next week on the podcast, we have Marlon Kaplan and Jed Udelson from Grace Restaurant and Passa Grill. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com.
2: That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Jake Seiner and Abby Allen. And thanks to our sponsors, Noble Crust, Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery,
0: Pacific Counter,
2: Booyah Ramen, Ramen
0: Rollin' Oats, and, and Engine Number, Number 9. Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band.
2: We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com.
0: Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot
2: and your bubbly cold. Jorge tells me you are the crazy gringo who always delivers.